0: Take it. Let's see. Alright. Looks like it is going. Alright. Well, welcome to another episode of the Student Athlete Sessions uh, brought to you by D3 Direct. Today we are joined by former Illinois Wesleyan women's basketball player, Kendall Sosa. Kendall, thanks for joining the program.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, I guess for now, uh, Kendall, set the stage. You are, you are a year out of Illinois Wesleyan, maybe not quite a year. Um, where are you and uh, what are you up to?
1: Yeah, so um, I left Illinois and moved to Denver and currently I'm working for a construction company called JE Don. I'm working as a marketing coordinator and kind of just enjoying the uh, Colorado lifestyle. So it's been great, a great switch up, I'm still getting my basketball fill and little rec leagues and things. So staying active. Very
0: fun. Very fun. Um how have you, I guess, you know, given the pandemic and everything, have you, you, you have been able to continue playing and stay connected to the game despite not being a student athlete anymore?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I knew um, after my college career, I I don't think I could live without basketball, whether that be watching it or playing it. So I was instantly in a league when I moved out to Denver and um, just watching it all the time. And I'm hoping at some point I'd really love to coach. So going to try and get plugged in here and do that.
0: Cool. Cool. Did you do, I guess we can get into that a little bit, um, later on, but did you do like, I guess, what level would you do in Denver that you had your choice?
1: Um, honestly, probably start out with like a junior high range. I, I really enjoy working with younger kids and I think that's a crucial time and, you know, sports and they're actually able to kind of understand a little bit of what you're telling them. So I think that'd be fun to just get started at that age and then Possibly work my way up, but I think getting started with the younger kids would be um, ideal for me.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And you have been heavily, uh, I guess, connected with with your community, so you have a lot of experience um, back in your hometown. Um, I guess that that would be a, a fun place to start. We always try to go through each individual student athlete's journey, and and the beginning of the recruiting process is is uh, often thinking about where you wanna go to school. Mm-hmm. You didn't You didn't go very far. Mm-hmm. What, what was your, uh, where else do you look? What was your thinking? And um, what ultimately made you wanna stay in Bloomington?
1: Yeah, so I think my recruiting process was a bit different than others. I'm, you know, normally a pretty simple gal. So I knew I didn't wanna have all these schools. Like I just had ideas of where I wanted to go. Um, and I really wanted my family to be able to watch and uh, kind of be a part of my basketball experience. Um, so staying close was obviously really ideal for that. but the top two schools I was looking at were actually both in the CCIW. so I was um, also looking at Wheaton. And so I took a few other just like little college visits, but those were the two where I spent most of my time talked to the coaches more and kind of got to know the schools a little bit more than you know some of the other ones. I didn't want it to be this huge process that sometimes it's made out to be, um, and in the end, I, I think both schools were awesome and Wesleyan ended up turning out great. But I think just the convenience of, you know, staying in town and having a community to back you up while you play and getting to experience the atmosphere was something that really drove me to Wesleyan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a super valuable asset for any, or, or just a factor to consider for any student athletes that are listening and, and you know, it, you need to be able to balance the 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 feeling of maybe wanting to get away a little bit for college with understanding that if you do go far away, your your family and friends maybe won't be able to see as many games. So,
1: yeah, I think <laughs> there's definitely pros and cons. That's for sure. Um, I still lived on campus and um, all four years, so I mean, there's definitely a you know home and school life, but just in a little bit closer proximity than most.
0: Yeah. What did you? I think there is a misunderstanding often that that if you do grow up in the town, you're going to be like living at home. And and what did you when you were evaluating Illinois Wesleyan as a school, how did you see it differently? Or what did you try to do to make it maybe feel a little different than the town you'd grown up in or or try to see it with a different with a different view?
1: Yeah, I guess I had never truly looked at it much of a college town. So in Bloomington, I lived on the whole. I could I say a whole other side. I'm 10 minutes away, so I was on 10 minutes across town, but I never truly saw it as a college town when I was growing up. You know, I, I was around surrounded by a bunch of high schools, and so that's what I saw. I was surrounded by that community, As whereas Illinois Wesleyan and then also Illinois State that's in the town um, we're on a little bit different side of town, so I think just being able to go see the amazing campus life that it could bring with having to, I mean, if you consider the community college, three colleges in town, um, just being able to see that and the beautiful campus, I think it's kind of crazy. I never went on campus like as a kid. Never, I only had been to the Shirk Center, so that's all I was familiar with growing up, and so being able to see that for the first time on one of my recruiting visits, I was like, oh wow, this is actually like really pretty. I never really saw Bloomington as the most beautiful town, but the campus is really nice, and so I think just being able to separate the two, seeing it as a, my hometown, but also then a college town.
0: Yeah, and and in terms of getting recruited, you were a pretty. I'm assuming based on your college stats, you're you're a pretty prolific high school player as well. And um, were the coaching were the coaching staffs around the CCIW aware of you? or was it something that you had to reach out to the coach and kind of get their attention or um, how did, how did that process work?
1: Um, yeah, they normally reach out to me. I think being in town, that was easy. The coach Smith had probably known me since, you know, early high school or junior high, even just from going to camps. And um, we always had a tournament there in the summer. So she would always be at that, but yeah. Um, Kent Madsen, the Wheaton coach, he reached out to me and I'd never heard of that as well. So I think just them coming to me was kind of how it worked out and it makes it a little bit easier when they're reaching out to you and you can be like, oh, some of these smaller schools you just may not have ever heard of. So,
0: yeah. 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 And I, you're not alone in that feeling. I think that is something that, you know, I try, I'm trying to, through these interviews, point out to people. It's that, you know, not not everyone who ends up going to a Division three school and having this great experience knew that this was a possibility as a mm-hmm. high schooler um they're like
1: little hidden gems i feel like absolutely you know you don't hear about them like the the big 10 schools or just the big school d1 schools in general like you don't hear all this coverage on them all the time but when you really start to visit you can see the atmosphere and the experiences that they do provide for you
0: yeah i mean you talked about the shark center you you know um and just like the, the quality of the basketball experience is, is extremely high. And then you also get this great academic experience and, and, um, most times they're situated in, in these small towns that are extremely supportive of the school and of the, mm-hmm. of the students. So yeah, it, it is a, it is a rare opportunity and something that we need to make the world a little more aware of.
1: Oh yeah. The community and the towns are amazing and you really get to know the people who come to your games and support you. I mean, I knew a lot of the fans who are at our games and some would even come to our practices. And I think that's just, I mean, it's awesome. Some of them still will reach out to me now, uh, congratulating me, wishing me luck in whatever I do. So that's, that's great that you can get to know them and build your own little community. If you're not from that town,
0: mm-hmm. I was, so
1: I was already part of it, but still.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, I would guess that that definitely played a role and people, people wanted to see the, the hometown kid doing her thing and, and you, you and the team were playing really well. So I think that was probably fun, but you, it seems like you were also extremely connected in terms of what you were doing and giving back to the community. And, um, I'm, so I'm sure people saw that as well. And, and it just. If they already wanted to support you, then it, then it doubled that down and, um, they probably wanted to be there even more. Could you, could you talk a little about like how you, and I guess you grew up in the town, but, but how you found those opportunities to, to give back and, and what that added to your college experience?
1: Yeah. Um, it was a combination of a lot of things. I think some of it is what I grew up with. Like I said, I went, uh, grew up going to the Humane Society with my aunt food bank with my parents and just kind of finding different ways through um, my church that you could you know just help out in any way and give back to a community that gives so much to you and I think in college I was really enhanced just by the support and the love I got from the Bloomington Normal community itself and so it makes it easy to give back when you feel so supported by who you're around so in college I just tried to continue doing those things and, and Wesleyan provided so many opportunities to give back through different races um sore nights with the special olympics and you know some of those were always my favorite events so yeah i helped out the special olympics with my dad he would ref and then i'd work the scores table and i just think those types of events just make you so grateful for the people that you're around and the capabilities that you're able to have and just the love and kindness that other people have around you so it definitely gives you just a broader awareness of all the special things that people have going on.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's well said. I, I feel you know from my from my own experience when when we would do an event like that if whether it was with SAC or you know, some other community event,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I often found it as a really nice escape too from my own personal struggles on the court or academically, and and you know I'd be in my own head about not shooting well one game and be on the bus and just like yeah. racking my brain about what was it? My feet, was it, you know, am I rushing my <laughs> shot? All these things. And then you go out and you meet with other people and it just is, is a way to put your problems in perspective and really, um, yeah. <laughs> just remember that
1: you have it agree. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it always does make you realize that, you know the world is bigger than you. Like you said, you know, you have one off shooting night, and you think the world's ending, or like, I don't know. It's just there's just more things out there than you, your life, like basketball and school, and that can all be super stressful and and the time it is. But there are bigger things out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, yeah, I agree with you completely.
0: Get out there and get some perspective, other yeah. student athletes. Um, in addition, I know it's tough because people's schedules are so tight as it is with school mm-hmm. and sports. And, um, but I think trying to find those, those opportunities where you can really, really adds value. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about your on court performances, I guess, throughout your career, uh, is there's a long list. Um, uh, you, you know, I could, could read off a couple. I, I pulled up some of the highlights you were, uh, 2021 academic All-American. You were, uh, 2021 All-America by WBCA and D3hoops.com. You were a finalist for the overall D3 athlete of the year. Uh, your, your conference is the most outstanding player. If you had to pick, uh, what is a, what, what stands out to you as, as, you know, a moment, whether individually or with your team that you'll really never forget out of that outstanding career?
1: Oh, man, there's so many just because, I mean, I had a great team all four years. Like my teammates, coaches were all fantastic. So it's hard to pick. Um, hmm. I would say one on court. So like all those all those recognitions were also like all super big surprises and really humbling and very grateful for all of them. But I'd say my 47 point game was probably like one that I will always remember just because it was an overtime game against our rival and so you know how some gyms have the scoreboard like that has point totals up there and so it's getting to the end of overtime and people are like oh my gosh like she has 30 something I don't know but it was in the 30s and so after the game everyone thinks I scored let's say 35 cool like just happy we got the win right you're not really thinking of anything else so we get into the locker room we're sitting there like Kieran whatever coaches come in look at me and just scream "You got 47 points and everyone goes I think just that like unknowingness of how many points I actually had and just I think just on top of the win that will always be a special moment um and I just think the people I had around me to celebrate with as well everyone was super great and it was just really cool honestly
0: yeah. So was the scoreboard broken? Was that?
1: I don't know. Cause it was just off. So maybe they just missed some points. Cause I don't know. Was but it I, at think, I think it was at Milliken.
0: Okay. So maybe they were shortchanging you a little bit. The, the rivalry <laughs> was coming the into actual, play.
1: They got the actual, uh, stat sheet. So no, I think that was just cool to the suspense of it. Cause I mean, obviously it still would have been cool if I would have seen it on the scoreboard, but just the fact mm-hmm. I had no idea just made it a hundred times better.
0: Yeah. That is kind of fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I'm guessing you guys won also yes. in overtime.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, it was great. That's big. And time. it was during the it was during my senior year so we only had 10 games that year so I think just having like a game a cool fun game that you'll always remember during such a uncertain season was awesome.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Truly I I feel for you know, all the student athletes, but especially the, the upperclassmen and the people who are in your position who had to weather that and, you know, just talking to a lot of them over the past two years and hearing their stories and, and hearing kind of what you're sharing, which is a great perspective about, you know, how much more it made you value that opportunity and and what you had. And um, so kudos to you for, for not only just weathering it, but then coming back and, breaking school records and yeah. uh and Thank leading you. your team to to overtime wins. That's pretty fun. It was
1: difficult, but you know, I always say it was worth it to get ten games in.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um and then I guess as a you know despite the choppy end, you do have this fun encapsulation in in of your or I guess that's how I'm projecting. I'd love to hear how you viewed it, but you yeah. are awarded the a Top Ten Award, which is a recognition of your encore performance, your community service, and your academic career. Um, well, I guess what what have the past couple of weeks been like, and and what was that? I think you were back at Illinois Wesleyan for a game where you were recognized, and then you went to Indy to to actually get the award. Just talk through that and and kind of what it, what it meant and what it was like.
1: Yeah, it's been um, a whirlwind of the past two weeks, I'd say. So yeah, um, last two weekends ago, I was in Illinois accepting my D3 Player of the Year award at Wesland, and then uh, flew back Sunday and left on a plane Tuesday to go to Indy to accept the NCAA Top 10 award. And I think that award was just, I mean, being out of my career right now it was just really surprising and it it allowed me to kind of reminisce and all the experiences I was able to have because that award does um, encapsulate everything that you do as a student athlete and so just being able to be awarded for that and I think sometimes as a student athlete it does get lost on everything that you do there sometimes people only see you as an athlete sometimes people just see you as a student and don't see you for everything that you're worth so I think that award was cool in that way and then also just I mean the others being able to meet all the other award winners everyone has such inspiring stories where you know it was fun to just be able to meet them and hear hear what they did during their college experience and how we are similar but also so different but also succeeding in our own ways so that was really cool and was hoping to meet some more famous people, but Tim Duncan, Mac Jones were not there. I did get to meet work done, so we're buddies now, but uh, wow. all the people were awesome, and the event was great, and I'm just super honored and humbled to receive an award, especially after my career. So it was cool to just go back in and relive it
0: hmm yeah, I mean, do you think you'll keep in touch with maybe some of those other recipients and follow their careers or whatever whatever they decide to do after sports?
1: yeah, I'll definitely call them some of them. Uh, one of them was still playing well obviously Mac Jones is still playing in the NFL but one of them was still playing lacrosse and then one girl I was talking to she's getting ready to go to med school a lot of them were I go good for you guys but yeah I'll definitely keep in contact with them and keep up with what they're doing because they're all great and inspiring people yeah
0: That is, uh, that is very, uh, yeah, I think maybe if it felt out of the blue, a really nice just way to reflect and, and then not only that, but get to meet some pretty cool people in the process. And, um, I know worked under some great work with maybe affordable housing or just buying Mm -hmm. people houses outright. And, um, so yeah, expand your network and uh mm-hmm. get get recognized for a great career in the process,
1: yeah, it was fun that's for sure,
0: very cool. well, I want to touch on something that you you mentioned there, which was getting recognized for what you said is maybe your whole body of work um, instead of just being a student or just being an athlete. Was that something you felt like you encountered on campus um, uh, I think you know I think the fan support seems to be pretty strong for Illinois Wesleyan and there is an awareness of the program, but, but did you feel like you were maybe viewed in one lens or the other oftentimes?
1: Uh, I think Wesleyan and the Wesleyan community does a good job of recognizing you as a, you know, a full, I I guess a full person is what I might uh, put it as, and not just a one-dimensional, you know, human. And so I think that's why I always think about that, is, and, and grateful for the people I was around is recognizing that. My professors were always so understanding if I had to, you know, leave early for a game, and would help me work around that. And so I think I think people see that. I think it's harder for fans maybe to recognize that you know you still are a student and basketball. While it's the fun part of your life, it's not it's not the full part of your life. But for me, I think that was always recognized just because of the awards. But I think some of the other students. And student athletes may not have always got that. Um, I think with being D3 All-American for academic All-American, people will always give you kudos like, wow, that's awesome. But until you get that award, sometimes people, sometimes people forget it and you you truly are going through a grind. So, yeah. So I think most people were great about it and uh, really supportive of who you were and what everything that you did. Yeah.
0: That's, that's amazing. And then, yeah, just one of the, we talked about location as being a factor of, of where you choose to go to school, but I think hearing that type of perspective about, you know, how the community and how the school, uh, treats you is, is one that's not as widely considered and, and should be, um, so thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Changing gears slightly. Right now is a big time for seniors current seniors to be thinking about their jobs or juniors to think be thinking about internships and, and applying you did marketing and graphic design at Illinois Western. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. How did you, and now you're working in that field is. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you use your major or to, to, to land an internship or or to shape your career? Um, maybe Share some, some tidbits of advice there for people that might be going through the process right now.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, the first thing is just finding something that you're passionate about, because then you can you have the motivation to go out and search for these jobs, search for the internships, and then enjoy the work that you do. And if you enjoy it, you're going to put way more effort into it. So I had a, an internship that I did the summer after my junior year and then throughout my whole junior year. So it was with the Small Business Development Center. And I think that was just a great internship because it it was a marketing internship, but it didn't focus on one specific aspect of marketing, which I think was really great. It allowed me to kind of broaden and maybe figure out what I enjoy. So each semester in the summer and then in the fall and spring, I was able to kind of do a different part. So one time I was doing social media, one time I was working on the website, and the next I was working on more design annual report stuff. So I think just being able to touch on a lot of different things is really important just to figure out, you know, what you're going to enjoy going into the workforce, but also realizing you can jump into the workforce and not, you know, not be in love with your first job. Most people aren't. I'm super lucky and really enjoy what I'm doing and got a mm-hmm. job or a job in the profession that I was looking for. But there's so much time to grow and learn and just realizing that and just continuing to strive for what you're passionate for. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, I, it, it is tough. I remember back when I was a senior, even junior, and you see other friends on campus getting jobs and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why am I not, why don't I have that yet? Or, or how do these people all know what they want to do? And I think you're, you're spot on that more times than not, your first job is, is, <laughs> might end up being something that you just decide, okay, I can mark that off the list because this is yeah. not something I want to do. Um,
1: it could just be a stepping stone. And I think, yeah, Like you said, you really can't compare yourself to others and where they're at because all of our journeys are so different. And, uh, I mean, I started really quickly after college and for some people, that's just not, not what they want to do and take a little bit of break from school and from working and just kind of enjoy life. I just wanted to move out here and to be able to do that. I needed to start making some money. Mm -hmm. That was my situation, but everyone's situation is so different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, Okay, I think to close things out here, I'd love to roll from the from the job advice to general advice for student athletes. And you, in reflection on your career at at Wesleyan, um, both academically and athletically, what are what are some of the things if 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 they invited you back to give a speech? To the collective body of student athletes, uh, what, what would you share? Yeah, you know, give it time. It's only been a couple months,
1: but <laughs> yeah, um, I would just say, like I was saying with your career, like just find what you're passionate about and just go for it. Um, you know, don't focus your life around one thing, and don't think academics or one test is going to be the end all be all or a game is end all be all. Um, you know, right now I don't play, I, I play rec league basketball where, you know, I could go over 20 and who really cares? Like no one's going to remember. So just whatever you're doing, be happy and have fun. I think sometimes we forget that and enjoy the moments that you have with your friends and um, the people that you're around. Cause I definitely miss that college aspect of living in a house with your best friends and being able to go just go do something random. Now it's like, okay, I have work in the morning, or I have work, you know, um, so you can't always go and in, go and enjoy those things. So just enjoy the, the little moments that you have because life does, you do adult, you do start to adult at some point.
0: Yeah. Yes. The realities of, of like you said, if you want to go move somewhere or try out a different, uh, different place, you, you sometimes need to be able to pay for that yourself. and uh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. Sometimes. It's a struggle sometimes, but I mean, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't have changed my college experience. I met my best friends there, played some good basketball, had some good professors, and it landed me where I am today.
0: Mm-hmm. And are you, do you guys already have plans to maybe meet up this year? If you're in Denver, maybe do some skiing or um, get back to campus for an alumni event or
1: Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to make the alumni event. So like going back for uh, when I was being honored was kind of my big event for going back. But um, me and my former roommate who I roomed with for four years, she's already been out to Denver. She lives in Nashville now and I already went out to Nashville. So she's hoping to come out here. She doesn't really want to ski, but I have some other friends. We went to Nashville to celebrate her, so all of our college friends. And then I think some of them are going to come out here and try and ski as well. So we definitely make plans.
0: Good. Yeah, you end up, despite not living in the same house or on the same floor of a dorm, you end up seeing the people that you really care about and want to see.
1: Exactly. It's just not as convenient or, um, cost effective, but no, you do make it work.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, great. Kendall, I want to be conscious of your time here. You are a working professional now, <laughs> no longer a student athlete. Um, but thank you for, for joining.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I love talking about the D3 life and the benefits it has because, you know, it really did transform my life and I was able to have a great college, um, you know, lifestyle in every aspect that it provides.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been another episode of the student-athlete sessions. We were joined by Kendall Sosa, former Illinois Wesleyan women's basketball player, Division three national player of the year. Um, so Kendall, thanks again and we will talk to you next time.
1: Thank you.